Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the at-home edition of the Life Changes Show. Look at the bright lights. Look at the bright lights. With tonight's guest, creator of Inner Space Training and author of Blast Off, Dr. Mindy Howard. And tonight's performance guest, Elon Nava. I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. I am so inspired by today's guest on the show. I, I The more I learn about her, the more I'm excited to not only uh, do this interview, but potentially get to meet her, and who knows, maybe someday join her in space you know interestingly is it it isn't something that i as a child thought oh i want to go to space um but but it is for her so but but for me i i i would think about space a lot and interestingly i would say it i would think about it in this way it's a crazy thought i hadn't thought about it until i was speaking with our guest about uh how she is planning a new mission and i thought oh my gosh i haven't thought about this in so long so i grew up as the son the child of immigrants and uh i heard stories of when my parents came to america and they had to leave their loved ones behind in italy it was such a far distance at the time and it took so long to get here to America and it was so expensive and that they thought they would never get to see each other again. And in some cases, people never got to see each other again. And and I, I used to think there, there won't be nowadays with all of us being able to travel like we can, there won't be anything like that until someday maybe we go to space and then it might feel like that again like oh we might never see our loved ones again if they go out to space and then today she talked about something she's going to talk about on the show and 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 we'll allude to it later but i have to say that it reminded me of something else that when people used to go back to the old country and, and I know this from different cultures as well. When they go back to their old countries, they would tell the people in their local community, I'm going, do you need anything? Do you need anything from there? Do you need me to take anything with me? This is before online ordering and all that stuff. So we used to support each other, or not we, I was a child, but they used to support each other. And bring things back and forth in the countries that they couldn't get here or they wanted to get there to their loved ones and back and all that. So I thought about this as she was telling me, our guest, uh, Mindy Howard, Dr. Mindy Howard, about going into space and wanting her mission to be about more than just going into space. And it reminded me of that, of how when my parents used to travel or uh, people in the community used to travel. They used to want to make it benefit the community and vice versa when they came back. And so those connections of 
feeling like somebody going into space and us never getting to see them again uh, for a long time or forever, and then also making that trip worthwhile for everyone in the community is something that really uh, touched my heart today as I heard Dr. Mindy Howard talk about an upcoming mission she's going to talk about. All of this to say as well that uh, there is so much inspiring here in this story we could go so deep in so many places i can't t wait to organically touch on everywhere we're going to go with dr mindy howard when we come back and a little later on we're going to some special places with our musical guest elon nava all on the life changes show at home edition right after this have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on the Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at LifeChangesShow.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back. I'm Filippo Voltaggio, host of the Life Changes Show at Home Edition at the moment, online with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Lejour. I am so excited for this conversation and so grateful to Allison Goldwyn and Synchronistry for the introduction. Mm -hmm. Uh, as our listeners, many of them know, uh, my father worked at NASA Lewis originally, NASA Glenn now, uh, for 30 years, and I grew up staring into space and wondering about all the bigger picture, and uh, to be able to connect the dots here on the Life Changes show is fantastic. Uh, thank you, Mark, for that reflection. Boy, this show is bringing up so many things, so many places we could have gone. And now that you said that about your dad, I remember he used to be very specific about saying the NASA. So I guess that's how they said it before they started saying NASA, right? Well, NASA, uh, he spelled out the difference because he was there for the NACA originally. Oh, uh, wow. So he's been part of the evolution. And then, yeah, my playground were the wind tunnels and the zero G tower and all these, uh, you know, the, uh, the Mars uh, training room and, uh, uh, you know, lots of inspiration for what's out there. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Well, uh, obviously, uh, already this conversation has inspired uh, so, so much. Uh, our guest is an astronaut trainer creator and CEO of 
inner space training. That's right, inner space training, and author of Blast Off Train Like an Astronaut for Success on Earth. Welcome, Dr. Mindy Howard, to the Life Changes Show. Hi, it's great to be here. It's great to have you here. And you, you know, of all the things I could have thought of to talk about at the beginning of the show, I thought of that. And there was a connection there, too, because you are from the Netherlands. Yeah, well, not originally, but I've lived here the last 31 years of my life. I'm originally from New York. Oh. And um, yeah, and ended up coming to the Netherlands uh, to get my PhD a long time ago. and, And I've been here ever since. But I'm here now, so that's where I'm talking to you from. <laughs> well, <laughs> I- interestingly enough, uh, when I heard you speak, you were speaking in Dutch, right? Um, I, I can speak Dutch, yes. I do, I do a lot of uh, radio and TV here in Dutch, actually. Wow. So it's really nice to be able to speak English for a change. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have so, to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so interestingly, even... From America, coming from America to going to the Netherlands, that 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 used to be a big major trip, and uh, not until now, I think, this trip about going into space has that inspired again those same feelings. Did did you did you connect it all to the the possibility of going into space and not seeing our loved ones? Because there are people that are experiencing that now with the space station, right? Well, I mean, I, the intention with the space station uh, astronauts are, is always to come back. But those okay. people who want to fly, for example, um, you know, there have been people who have said we want to go to Mars. And there were some projects that were asking people who wants to go to Mars and have yeah. a colony there and not come back. And there's a lot of people actually who, who raise their hand for that. Um, you know, there's, there's upcoming lunar missions that the intention is also to come back, but you know, it's a long time, um, if you're going to Mars, um, that you would be coming back. So, you know, to get there, it takes about nine months. Um, and, uh, you know, it, if you want to do something there that will also take time. So you won't, you'll be away for a, a long time and you won't have easy connectivity like you, you would here on earth or via the space station. It's, uh, relatively easy to connect. Um, but there, there'd be a like a 30 minute delay. So it feels pretty remote if you're going to Mars. Wow. That's not something I would have wanted to do, by the way. I'm, I'm, I, 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 my love for space is, is where I can still see the planet Earth. And, so, and that's, um, that's a great yeah. place to talk about that because seeing the planet, let's talk about seeing the planet and, right. and that feeling. Right. So, um, you know, I think it started with uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell. He was an Apollo uh, 14 astronaut. And when he was standing on the surface of the moon, um, he looked back at Earth and had this, yeah, this feeling of oneness um, where he felt connected to everything and everyone in the universe. And from every cell in his body, he felt this, that he was connected. And it was a really profound experience. Um, and, um, yeah, he initially, when he told other people this, I think he was kind of shunned by the, by the space community, um, as a person, as an astronaut. Um, but there's been a lot of interest. Um, you know, Frank White has coined a term called the overview effect of what happens, what happened to Edgar Mitchell and what's happened to other astronauts, not every astronaut, by the way, but many astronauts who have this 
kind of transformative experience um, when they when they look at the planet. And uh, yeah, and it, it's it's something that that actually motivates me now to be. That's my primary primary reason um, to want to experience going into space is to have this happen to me. Mm. Um, but it, it doesn't always just happen. And especially on these um, suborbital flights that are, you know, like Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin, which are, um, you know, four minutes of weightness, weightlessness when you have really the time to look at the planet that, you know, you need to kind of um, create the preconditions in your brain for it to happen, um, especially when you're under pressure. You know, Edgar Mitchell had the time and he was relaxed and it happened to him. Um, but even if you're creating these preconditions in your brain, um, which you can do with different exercises, still no guarantees that it's going to happen to you. Mm. So um, that's one of the the areas that inner space training can can help with. So um, yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. Can I say this on the air? It's like having an orgasm. You know, you can light the candles. You can do all sorts of things to create these beautiful surroundings and conditions ain't no guarantee that it's going to happen. It's just, um, it, it, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But one thing is for sure that it won't happen if you don't have this kind of calm focused state mm. in your brain. Um, you know, if you're panicking or freaking out, um, there's no way that this overview effect will happen at all. So it pays to prepare, I think. Wow. We're going so many places today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is that, I should have asked ahead of time. I, I love that. it. I love it. Uh, well, it, it, it is inner space and, and <laughs> outer space and everything in between. So uh, truly, actually, your inspiration as a child didn't include that wanting, like you didn't want no. to escape, no. right? What, what no. did it include? What was it? No, about? for me, I mean, you know, it sounds really cheesy, but... Um, I had my dream started, you know, not by watching the lunar landing, but by watching the six million dollar man on TV. And oh. uh, back in the seventies, I was in love with Lee Majors, and um, and because he was an astronaut, I wanted to be an astronaut and to fly hand in hand with him to space. And that was a fantasy, um, oh, wow. you know, that I had for a very long time, and that sort of put the idea in my head, like I want to be an astronaut. Although I didn't really understand what that was, and yeah, but I, I had a crush on him, you know, and and that and that's that's how it started, cheesily enough. Um, so uh, and then things things sort of changed as I got older. But the dream to become an astronaut, you know, started from there, and then you know got a little bit more technical. I started asking people, you know, how do you become an astronaut? And I was told you could either um, become a pilot or you could become a scientist or engineer. And I initially tried to become a pilot by joining, uh, by, by um, applying to the Air Force Academy. And I was told I was an inch too short um, mm. back then. I, now I would be, by the way, not an inch too short, but back then I was. And, uh, and then I thought, all right, well, let's try to be an engineer then. So ended up doing my bachelor's and master's in the States. And when someone said to me, well, actually, you really need a PhD if you want to be competitive at all. I thought, okay, how long does that take? And someone said, mm. well, only about 10 years here in the, in the States. And I thought, whoa, ain't nobody got time for that. That takes mm. forever. Um, isn't there a quicker, dirtier way to get one? And someone said, well, if you go to um, 
if you go to the Netherlands, um, it, it'll only take, or to Europe in general, it'll only take four years. And so um, what ended up happening was I thought, I, I will apply to the Netherlands. And um, yeah, and then I got my PhD over here. And then straight away applied to NASA. Got on wow. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got pretty close down to the last 200 people from the thousands, but um, never didn't make the final selection. So um, that was a bit of a, a letdown, <laughs> but didn't give up the dream, you know? Um, yeah. 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 You, you went on to do big things uh, with your engineering and all of that. And you came back like you didn't let it go. No, you, you found a way and here you are. Exactly. And, and, so, so but, tell us about that journey. Like, like, were you thinking, uh, I'm going to go back? Or did you say, okay, it's not going to happen? And, and then you decided, no, wait a minute. There, how, where was that? When how did it happen? happen? Well, I started, um, after, I started to work for a large oil company um, for about 17 years in a variety of different roles. Um, but I never forgot my dream. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then when they had a reorganization. Um, actually, I want to say the last, the last few roles I was in, I was a manager of sustainability. Um, so I had, a, I had a love for sustainability and, um, and that kind of comes soon later on in the story right. out to play. But um, then they had a reorganization and they asked people, um, they asked people like, okay, who wants to leave the company uh, with, a, with a payout? And I raised my hand. And then when they said, um, you know, we'll also give you a training to help you secure your next job. What do you want to be? Mm. Um, I thought, okay, now is my chance to go and own up to my dream. So I looked wow. at the, the career counselor and I said, I want to be an astronaut. And he said, come on, what do you really want to be? Wow. <laughs> and I said, no, really, this is what I want to do. And I managed to convince him to send me away to a flight training um, school in, 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 uh, in the States where they had a centrifuge. Um, and at that centrifuge, um, I, I, it was, yeah, we got a chance to feel what it was like to be a commercial astronaut um, and what it would be like to do like a Virgin Galactic flight and what that feels like getting six Gs on you and how to do the breathing techniques and and not everybody, not everybody was, um, not everybody was, uh, yeah, as happy and as excited as doing that training as I was. In fact, there was a guy who was in our training who pretty much had a look of, who pretty much had a look of, um, yeah, fear <laughs> on his face. That's all I can say it because uh, we could see each other's faces in the centrifuge. And, um, and yeah, he was really, he was really quite scared. And it got me thinking like, Hey, isn't there any kind of training to help people, um, mentally stay calm and focused for their space flight? And they said that didn't exist yet. And I thought, Hmm, that's something I think I could develop based on my background. So I created inner space training from inner having that experience. Yeah. Training. Yeah. So, so wait a minute, how do you see faces while somebody's spinning around real quickly? Cameras, cameras uh, <laughs> on the inside. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's also how people can, um, it's also how people can, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they need to see 
people, you know, if somebody's passing out or doing something, um, oh, right. you know, okay. they, for safety reasons, they need to see, but we could see each other's faces as well. So, so you mentioned that guy actually, and, and I remember that was a interesting moment for me in the, uh, in your Ted talk or your TEDx talk where you talk about him, like he was really well built and looked like a strong, strong quote unquote <laughs> man. Right. But it, it's a different kind of, there's strength and there's strength. It's a different kind of strength, right? It's a different kind of strength. And what's interesting is it's, it's so unpredictable because, you know, the people that you think are the, you know, are the, are the badasses are, you know, they're kind mm. of doing it in their, you know, in their pants. And you think like, whoa, um, right. you never would have ex expected it, you know, from somebody like him, for example. And, you know, and I started to realize also, you know, you know, the expression, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. <laughs> if mm. when you're, when you're in the centrifuge, um, it, it, you know, it actually is an advantage to be small. So okay. a lot of these big guys um, had some, you know, much more difficulties than I did um, because of just our, our size, you know, the body, the brain has to, uh, the body, sorry, the heart has to part, pump harder to somebody who is mm -hmm. taller um, mm. than somebody who's smaller. So yeah, it makes sense actually, but um, yeah, there, there, there is no other training out there and that surprised me. And I think, you know, in this very technical NASA world, the whole psychological side has been neglected over the years. Um, and in the commercial space side, it's, it's the same initially as well. So, um, yeah. I, before we get into more of that, I, Mindy, sorry to interrupt, but I, I, I just want to interject here. It, it makes me think about the, uh, the, the way we look at heroes or are taught to look at heroes and what a hero looks like. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and technically uh, uh, somebody that looks like a hero could actually fall in a situation like this because they don't have the other qualities that require somebody being a hero and, and you do. And so in a way you're helping people be inner heroes that aren't, isn't necessarily it obvious when one looks at them on the outside. Correct. That's very kind of you to say. Um, and I would love it if more people had that, that same perspective. Um, because I think, you know, it's going to be, a, it's going to be kind of chaotic up there in, in the world of commercial space where at the moment, nobody's even required to, to do any kind of training that even in the centrifuge or, um, or mental training. So, you know, it's going to be initially until until there's some regulations um, in the field of commercial space. You know, every person for himself, and some people are going to are going to be doing okay, and other people are not going to be doing okay. And we'll start to to get some accidents or incidents uh, that we'll hear about when they start flying regularly. If mm -hmm. um, if more and more people aren't sort of preparing themselves like in yeah. this way. Yeah, a little later on, we're going to be talking about an exciting new project, and we're going to talk about responsibility. And in a sense, you're already talking about it because there's a there's a responsibility uh, out there of, of, yes, we could take people into space, but if they come back damaged or if they have a horrible experience, that's part of the responsibleness, right? Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, very much. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about how one can prepare because in your in your book blast off train like an astronaut for success on earth 
you're you're literally supporting people in being able to go at least uh, from from a mental uh, psychological space to be able to go into space and experience certain things. But you're but these are ex, uh, tools that people can use, and arguably we should have or we want to have for our normal life. Yes. <laughs> these tools uh, are not only for those going to space, but um, they can be used for people who want to um, yeah, become more mindful, but also tools for, uh, you know, high performing individuals here on earth who, you know, need to stay calm under pressure, you know, like a mountain climber or somebody who's um, could be even a comedian, you know, as you're getting sort of heckled up on stage, how do you keep your composure um, you know, and still continue with the act when, you know, when someone's throwing an egg at you, I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, um, Mindy, it could be anybody today in the climate that we're living in exactly. any moment when we yeah. least expect it. Right. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And, and, and are you sure that you'll be able to, you know, continue, um, and be mentally resilient or is that going to shake you? so big that you're, you know, you won't be able to perform under these conditions. So having that, you know, that confidence, like I can handle anything that comes my way is, you know, it's re really reassuring. And it doesn't have to be just out in space, of course. So he, he, you, you outline in, in several different ways through the courses that you do through uh, your TEDx talk, through your book, uh, you outline a, several different tools and let's let's start with just a couple aspects of one of the tools that you gave a, a really cool name to <laughs> okay um it's called babusa um spelled b-o-b-u-s-a and and each of the the different letters uh in babusa stand for an action um and it's it's a tool that we use to help get people back on an even keel when things start to get hairy. And it's a tool that helps people become more situational, situationally aware and more grounded in the moment. Um, so the, uh, if, if I can go through really quickly, the first B stands for breathe or breath. Um, it's kind of obvious in a way, um, but the breath. We, it's not we obvious, <laughs> unfortunately. It's not obvious <laughs> because we stop, right? We stop breathing. We stop breathing. We're just like, <gasps> yeah. Um, and, and this idea of taking a deep breath in through the nose, holding it for a few seconds and then blowing it out slowly um, is the first, you know, easy way that we can sort of like, wait a second. Okay. I can get some control just by one breath. Mm. Um, you don't even have to go through the entire babusa, but we forget about it. And it's good to have these mnemonic devices to help us remember things when we're also under pressure. So yeah. um, if someone's screaming at you, babusa, uh, the first <laughs> thing is the breath. <laughs> um, and the second, the O is for observing your surroundings. So, you know, on a commercial space flight, someone next to you might accidentally kick you in the head. Um, that could be potentially scary. You might want to take some notes of what is around you. What is your immediate environment and what are the risks? Um, so that you can make a note of that. And then you go back inward again uh, for the third, for the second B, a breath again, um, take a deep breath in, hold it, and then blow it out. 
And then the U stands for understanding what's coming next on your journey. So in the case of a commercial uh, space flight, that would be, you know, the flight profile. Are you at launch? Are you at weightlessness? Or are you at reentry? Because each of these different stages in the journey um, and journey can be used for space life journey, but it could also be used for mountain climbing journey, whatever, um, has a different sort of mental or physical challenge that you'll have to overcome. S go, stands for sense, to go back inward and kind of do a body scan of how, how are we feeling? What, what are we doing right now? How, you know, is my heart rate too fast? Um, and makes, you know, and just basically feel what's going on in your body. And then the last letter, A, stands for anchor, the calm, focused feeling. Um, uh, by, so we, we introduce in inner space training um, the idea of, a, of an anchor. It's a, it's a neuro-linguistic programming uh, concept where, for example, I squeeze my thumb every time I want to stay calm. And the more you do this, you start to build the body-mind connection. Um, and the more you practice this, every, you know, every time I squeeze my thumb, I'm calm. And I take a breath also. Uh, and the more I do this, I just have to, in the future, squeeze my thumb and my body starts to react. And I've, I've tested my, my own heart rate, you know, when I'm kind of like nervous about something, taking a breath, squeezing my thumb. And I tested it after I do that. And my heart rate is, is goes back down a substantial amount, not, not completely down to zero, but well, you don't want it down to zero, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's um, there, there are differences. So I, you know, you can practice this um, and uh, for about a month, you know, every time you remember it, like over the course of a, a month, make a trigger and do this and you'll see and, and look at your heart rate and see how your body responds after you do this more and more. And it's such an easy tool, um, but we don't, you know, we don't think about it unless someone's yelling babusa at you. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I find babusa to be a uh, something uh, we can all use uh, when things are getting a little bit out of control and to help us get back on track and calm again. Thank you, Mindy, for going through that. And of course, you go in detail uh, in Blast Off, uh, mm -hmm. Train Like an Astronaut for Success on Earth. You also have uh, programs that people can attend and they learn how to do this and all the other tools that you have to offer and the awareness part awareness of our surrounding awareness of what's next awareness of what's going on inside uh, that that's a big deal and I'm thinking what life would have been like if we'd been taught that as children mm. yeah I think in some cultures it is um, mm. but I I don't think it's in, it's in, you know, a lot of Western cultures. So, um, yeah, I, I wish I had had that, I suppose, um, you know, earlier, the, the earlier you can learn these things, the better. Um, but it still works, even if you're learning it late in life. <laughs> yeah, we can so. learn it now. We can learn it now. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. And uh, so this can support us. Uh, not only to be able to handle a certain situation, but also potentially to to get the most out of a certain situation and even enjoy uh, a certain situation like uh, 
like like the athletes do uh, when they're in the zone kind of thing or musicians exactly. or, it is right? exactly or, that. or you would say or orgasmic situations. So <laughs> ha, now, now you talk about, you, yeah, let's like, bring that up again. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important. I think it's important. So, no, it is important. Yeah. It's important. So, uh, so, so we talked about awareness. So, so having that full awareness, right. That's, that's one of the things you need to have a peak experience, right? Correct. Um, you definitely, I mean, we don't want people on autopilot, you know, you are not, um, so becoming a conscious pilot of your own life is, you know, a definite sort of prerequisite to getting in flow, getting in the zone and then getting in the flow in the zone is kind of a precursor, or you need to have that before you can either have a peak experience like the overview effect or have peak performance um, like, you know, a professional athlete. So, you know, a lot of these techniques are taught um, to professional athletes and high performers because they need to sort of like, you know, before you take your golf swing, you need to first sort of, you know, be, be chill um, initially, be in the aware awareness in the moment, then you start doing your, your swing, um, then you're starting to get in the flow. And then, you know, you, yeah, the system kind of works by it. The system is, is goes through its routine of, you know, okay, this is how we take the swing, full focus, and then the swing. So a lot of that is done by professional, you know, or top athletes. Um, and so, and the, you know, it's, it's not rocket science, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's not often done consciously by a lot of us, I think. Mm. And, and so the training supports that, like what you guided Correct. us through Babusa, it supports that if we, if we practice it, then we could almost do it uh, automatically without even thinking about it. And then we can even flow in that experience even more. Right. You know, so there has to be a certain level of, of skill um, in getting into flow. Um, some, you know, you need to, you know, for example, I'm a drummer and, you know, uh, if I'm going to, I, sometimes when I have these, this flow experience, I'm, you know, it, time stands still. I don't even realize how much I've been, how long I've been drumming for. Um, and yet, um, you know, getting in that zone, you know, I'm doing some with my hands, my body, but it's, it's not tight. It's not tense. It's not, it's, it's just, I'm completely aware of where I am, but I'm so in the moment. Um, that's when, you know, that's when it all starts happening. And that's when this peak experience and peak performance um, starts happening and, and believe it or not, you know, your brain, uh, will have certain brain waves, uh, they call them alpha brain waves, um, that all this stuff will happen. Um, that all this sort of magic can happen and, um, and you can actually artificially put your brain in that, uh, state by using some of these neurofeedback tools that we also use within inner space training. We mm. use, uh, mind alive's audio visual entrainment, um, but there are other tools also out there on the market um, that you can sort of get people um, for kind of forcing your brain in a pleasant way to sort of get in that brainwave uh, state. And that's when the flow starts happening. And then you don't need to have, then you don't need to continuously um, use these tools. And once you've practiced them, you can, you know, activate them, that state with your trigger. Nice. That that anchor, sorry, the anchor. Yeah. 
Well, and if you want to learn how, innerspacetraining.com. Innerspacetraining.com, just as it just as it sounds. And uh, I, I like this, Mindy. You've got, like on Twitter, you've got Mindy Astro. On Instagram, you got Astro Mindy. Very <laughs> cool. And then everywhere else is kind of Innerspace Training. We have all those links on the Life Changes show page for our guest, Dr. Mindy Howard. Uh, main website, of course, being innerspacetraining.com. The book we're talking about is Blast Off, Train Like an Astronaut for Success on Earth by Dr. Mindy Howard, our guest. And when we come back, we're going to get to talk about a new and exciting project that hasn't even been announced yet to the world. And so Dr. Mindy is going to give us a sneak peek into what's coming up for her and for all of us, actually, as uh, this is the part that ties into what I was thinking about also during the monologue. So looking forward to a little bit more time with, well, I'm looking forward to a lot more time with Dr. Mindy Howard. But in the meantime, on the show, we're going to get to talk a little bit more. And a little later on, we're going to have our Ask Dorothy segment. And then after that, our musical guest, Elon Nava, all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to a conversation that matters on The Life Changes Show. Broadcasting live from the heart of Los Angeles every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We're back. I am Filippo Voltaggio, host of the Life Changes Show, and at the moment, online edition. And so we are online with our guest and having a, truly a conversation that matters. Astronaut trainer, creator, and CEO of Inner Space Training, and author of Blast Off. Train Like an Astronaut for Success on Earth. Dr. Mindy Howard, we're recording this on July 1st and we're airing it on July 4th, which happens to land on a Monday when we have all our live shows normally. And I think it's extra special that we have this conversation with you, uh, Dr. Mindy Howard, on this day. This day is a day of uh, celebration for independence, independence of the United States as we know it. Uh, and and is, is there a feeling of independence that you are looking to experience when you're out in space? Is it actually, 
For you, it might be something else. It might be. <laughs> no, I, I, for me, um, I, th I think my motivation for what I've been looking for out in space has changed over time. Mm. Um, but, but for sure, the, the, the overview effect is something that I'm really hoping could happen to me while I am out there. So for me, that's, that's kind of what I am looking for. Um, but also, like, I think to get there and to, um, to have this incredible experience, um, I want to do this kind of responsibly, you know, I don't want to um, just sort of go out and have a jolly out in space. For me, going to space is, you know, I want to bring sort of my, my sustainable development passion uh, also to space. Um, yeah. So, um, so as we get into that, it, it, I'm alluding to something you said earlier, and isn't it interesting sometimes that, that what, we, what we do on the way to what we think we want to do or can't wait to do or are going to do, that, that we're learning things sometimes along the way that we're going to need and that the path isn't always the straight line. So your sustainability that, uh, uh, aspects that you are bringing forward from a past experience yeah from a corporate experience i'm working for you know the annoyed the oil industry which doesn't sound like a particularly sustainable uh industry um yet you can do things um responsibly or you can do things sustainably in the oil industry even though actually oil is not a sustainable product so um i think you know the way you do things is also very important um yeah so you have you have not yet been into space and and there was a going to be an opportunity and then the whole covid situation happened and now there's there's another opportunity coming and you're you're building it to be something different than what it might have started to be so this is something new for everybody and exciting and it's even exciting that you're sharing it with us today so Please tell us what you can about this upcoming project of yours. Okay. Um, yeah, it is hot off the presses. Um, yeah. I, it's so not even I, on the presses. It's not even on the presses. It's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've um, partnered with a strategic content partner called Ambient. Funny name mm, um, for nice. space um, in the Netherlands. And um, they were inspired by my story. Um, they approached me and they said, we'd like to help you get to space. You've been trying for 50 years to get to space. Um, don't want to tell you my age, uh, <laughs> what, uh, but you know, you've been trying to get to space and we'd like to help you because we, we think we can get you sponsorship um, and then we can combine our missions. Um, you going to space responsibly um, and we'd like to join you. So what does that mean? Um, yeah, I, like I said, I didn't, I don't want to have just a joy ride to go there. I mean, initially I was going to be going as a trainer and a coach of a group. Um, and, uh, so doing something in service of space flight safety, I'd still like to do something, you know, during the actual flight along these ways. So that still has to be worked out, but the, how, how do you get to space? Um, that's a part I want to focus on because I think there's been a lot of criticism, for the commercial space industry, um, because people don't connect with, um, you know, how how does this benefit life on Earth? 
Um, mm. And I don't see, I don't see how space is related to earth. It just seems like people are going out having a jolly and then coming back. Um, and I think, you know, not everybody knows all these different areas where, you know, the technologies from space help better lives on earth. And that's, that's for sure out there. But I think um, I want this trip to have at the very least no harm done to the planet. Mm. Um, so for the mission itself, I'm, you know, I want to offset, offset the emissions on, and I, you know, I, I anticipate a suborbital flight, um, like Virgin Galactic, um, to be one of these kinds of flights. Um, and, but I want to use this flight as a force for good here on earth, um, and start kind of mm. backwards by first, let's, uh, let's improve life here on earth and then go backwards towards and think about the flight itself. So to start, I think I'd like the camp, you know, this campaign to focus on supporting a number of different environmental and social causes here on Earth, and those people who are supporting me um, and, and um, that I would engage with, um, they would also buy into this idea that you know they would pay it forward with the causes that they would support in the in the companies that would be um, giving the sponsorship. So. It means one spaceflight can actually improve numerous different environmental and social problems or issues here on Earth. Um, and we're just, I find this really exciting because um, it starts to, you know, help people see how space can help Earth. It helps engage people to get more involved in space, even though they might not want to go to space themselves, but they can start to see, you know, the benefits um, for people here in, uh, on the planet but also to be able to, um, yeah, for also for other commercial astronauts who might be going out to, you know, on a flight for a jolly, that they think a little bit differently about mm. how, you know, maybe they get inspired by this and that they say, you know what, I want to do something similar. I want to pay it forward myself and, um, and use this model of of yeah improving life here on earth and that's an, as the starting point for their space flight so um yeah if there's any people out there or companies that would like to be part of our mission of going to space responsibly they can contact me by the details i guess on your website what you just mentioned yeah and uh, on your website of course uh, right right at uh at inner space training.com that's inner space i-n-n-e-r space training.com and uh, so, so that's that's actually like if people want to support and be involved with that experience, that's coming up. It's coming up. Hopefully, uh, the flight we're planning for the end of next year, twenty twenty three. That sounds so soon. I mean, for us and probably <laughs> for you, uh, there's a lot of work between now and then. So. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure. There might there might also be a documentary on. An, you know, uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime as well, that we will be documenting this. And so that's kind of also exciting um, because then I think more people will be able to, yeah, to hear about it and get engaged and be inspired by it. You know, it, it, it's exciting to me. I, I, we have a phrase that we use on occasion here and Mark says it a lot. Uh, it's, it's something more, uh, something more. So it, it already is a thing. You being able to go out in space is a thing and it is an achievement for our civilization and our time. So there are already, and of course you personally in a lifelong dream so that you obviously have been, 
um, having since before you were even born, since it's 50-year dream. Um, so you uh, <laughs> have been dreaming of this, and, and that already is a lot. And you're saying, and there's something more, and there can be something more. And kind of like my monologue at the beginning of the show, it's like I'm about to embark on something that not a lot of us get to do or we can't do often or what have you. What else can I bring with me? What else can I do for you all while I'm there? And everybody wins. Correct. Totally. It's, it's a great way of looking at things. Um, and that's what I'm trying to create. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate also the opportunity to, to talk about this. And you are the first to hear it officially. <laughs> I, well, thank you so much for, for sharing with it with us. And I, I have to give a shout out again to Allison uh, Goldwyn at Synchronistory. Uh, I know Mark mentioned her before, but she's she's connected with so us with so many special people. And Dr. Mindy Howard, you are so special. And your your story, uh, all the different aspects of your story and your tenacity and and your your heroism uh, 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 and the the new look of of the hero. I, I let let's let me make a, a a request to see some something like that in the documentary. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. The, so and, and, so and that we have a new visual for what it a sounds hero good. Looks sounds like. good to me. And maybe because this is in L.A., you know, there's some filmmakers out there who might be also interested in in reaching out as well. Um, so that could, you know, I think there's a reason why I'm on your, why, why I'm on the show today. I, I think, I, I think all of this is the stars are aligning. The so, stars uh, are aligning indeed. And on the 4th of July, no less, uh, 2022, we titled this show, which I didn't mention before, but maintain the anxiety free emotional equilibrium and mental focus. It's our episode 692. So maintain the anxiety-free emotional equilibrium and multi mental focus seems to me like uh, something that we all need every day of our lives. And what you have shared with us can certainly support us in uh, achieving that and getting closer to that more and more. So please keep sharing what you're doing and showing us what uh, new heroes look like by not only focusing on what heroes do on the outside, but what heroes do on the inside. Mm. Again, as a reminder, we've been talking to Dr. Mindy Howard, astronaut trainer, creator and CEO of Inner Space Training, and author of Blast Off, Train Like an Astronaut for Success on Earth. Uh, you can learn more about her, get her book, where books are sold, also on her website, and sign up for one of her upcoming programs or support her in this mission she has, a project for all, innerspacetraining.com. And again, find her on her socials, uh, inner space training, space training, Mindy Astro, Astro Mindy. We have them all on our website at lifechangesshow.com. Dr. Mindy Howard, what an absolute pleasure to speak with you it's, today. The pleasure is all mine, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Looking forward to so much more from you. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. 
Dear Dorothy, this is Jason. It has been 14 years since I left California and relocated to Houston, Texas. And thanks to you, I've been doing some amazing healing work and am supporting myself as an energetic alchemist ever since I took your incredible course. I had shared with you that my wife died in an automobile accident eight years ago. It took over four years for me to want to be in another committed relationship. I've been seeing lots of women and none of my relationships have worked out. I've come to believe that I do not know how to find the kind of person I want to commit to. Why am I always attracted to the wrong women? And how do I find the right one? Dear Jason, you are a gifted healer. And I'm very happy to hear you're doing an excellent job with your healing practice. What I have discovered in my relationship counseling sessions through the years is that most people don't really have a clue as to who the person they are dating truly is. And I personally didn't know much about the man I married twice until 35 years after I divorced him for the second time. All I knew was that we were compatible sexually. Unfortunately, that was all we had in common. Jason, you have shared with me that you're using the form I use in my healing practice to better know how to assist your clients. And I believe that this is part of what has led to your success. Asking the right questions helps us understand and help others. So I suggest that you might wish to ask prospective partners to answer the questions on the form. Getting the answers to these important questions could assist you in more easily determining if a long-term relationship could work. You don't have to ask them to do it in writing. You can simply ask the, ask the questions in your getting to know one another conversations. You might also want to check out the excellent relationship advice you can find at mindbodygreen.com. There are numerous articles that I feel can help you help yourself in this situation. I trust you will find the answers when you ask the right questions that will assist you in finding your divine complement. And if any of our listeners would like a copy of my intake form, they can request it by emailing me at askdorothy at lifechangersshow.com. You can also find 36 questions to bring you together at psychologytoday.com. I highly recommend that we all ask these questions to not only our clients, but to our friends and family members to ascertain if we're anywhere near close to the same path of consciousness. I have learned that the more questions like these that I ask, the better I can relate to those I know and love. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And with that, we'll be right back here on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition with our performance guest, Elon Nava, right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening. 
Someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. The Life Changes Show is a talk, music, and variety show presented by Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, business leaders, and children, we are here to inspire our audience to do life better. With heart, integrity, and experience, we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show. As your life changes, we're here for you. Share the journey with us at lifechangesshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Life Changes Show. We are back. This is the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, and our performance guest is a singer songwriter, guitarist, Elon Nava. Welcome, Elon, to the Life Changes Show. Thanks, Filippo. Well, thank you for being on when uh, I, I, I can't think of a, of a better thing to do at this moment than to hear healing music. And uh, you, you have been in some interesting situations, or interesting, in 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 some everyday situations that are um, hard for a lot of people. And you have brought your healing to those moments in different ways. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Can you share a little bit about the hospice work that you do? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm also a registered nurse in addition to being a musician. Yes. And um, I've you know worked in emergency rooms and I've worked in developing countries, and uh, most recently, uh, I've been working in hospice. And uh, yeah, I would say it's it's challenging, but it's also very beautiful. I think death is a rite of passage, and it's a part of life. And uh, I think that you know, there's different ways to leave our body. It can be um, a beautiful experience and an intentional experience, um, or it can be um, an ugly experience, uh, depending on the situation and, and who's there. Uh, so I think, um, you know, uh, letting go in a graceful way with your family and loved ones surrounding you in your own home is, is maybe one of the better ways to, to leave this plane. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, being around a lot of death in my career has inspired my music also to live in the moment and make the most of uh, of each breath. Indeed, indeed. You know, that's that's another thing we don't talk 
often enough. I, 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 the more we do these shows, I, I feel like we're not really talking. If we're not talking about these important things, what are we talking about? I know what we're talking about, unfortunately. Um, so thank you for, for sharing from that perspective as well. Uh, so we're let, let's jump into the, the first song and then we'll talk some more uh, if we can. Uh, the first song is going to be which? It's called Presence is Zion. Presence is Zion. Okay, and that means to you and for us? Uh, it sort of means to me that like heaven on earth is here now if we want to experience it and it uh, exists in the present moment, uh, you know, whether we're in nature or whether we're with our loved ones or um, we're, you know, doing what we love. Uh, it's not something that we're waiting to happen or to fall from the sky. It is uh, here and now if we want to experience it. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that's sort mm. of the idea where the the song wow. came from. E- easily more said than done, obviously. But, <laughs> you know, we're trying it. We're trying well, yes. Uh, help us, uh, help us get there. I can't think of a better time. So here is uh, Ilan uh, Nava, who is performing for us live. His song "Heaven Is Zion." Presence is Zion. But same oh, presence yeah. is presence. Oh, sorry, <laughs> heaven is heaven. Uh, <laughs> presence is Zion. Here on the Life Changes Show Online Edition. So many lives, it took so many years to arrive. Now, right here in this moment of time, here where I stand, forever I will be, forever I am. These roots were planted all so long ago, fed by the windy rivers of Babylon. Now I've grown strong, bearing fruit for my family, living in Zion, right where I ought to be. You're always right here. And there's only right now This presence is Zion So welcome to Zion Distractions, distractions, leave them alone The television, newspaper, and your phone There's nowhere to run to, there's nowhere to go Sit and still your mind, breathe in slow You are eternal, so forget about time Life is not linear, so step out of line There's nothing to wait for, it's already here You will never die, and there's nothing to fear You're always right here this only right now This presence is Zion So welcome to Zion The past is gone and the future has not happened yet Anything is possible and nothing is definite Release your anxiety and your expectations Enjoy the journey and forget the destination You don't need to know where you're going As long as you feel that you're flowing With the river of life, with the spirit of the wind Be grateful for each moment, are you ready to begin? You're always right here And there's only right now This presence is Zion So welcome to Zion 
following the omens guided by the signs into the pure land where the white light shines in every form in everyone illuminated by the holy central sun we walk this path so all may come beyond the veils of egos we exist as one and all hearts beat synchronistically in the bliss and the love and the mystery and all hearts beat synchronistically in the bliss and the love and the mystery mother mary's walking next to me archangel michael's blessing me on the wings of the phoenix we begin to fly to the sacrificial fire that dissolves the eye till there's no more you and there's no more me like rivers we converge in the infinite sea till there's no more you and there's no more me like rivers we converge in the infinite sea Elon Nava, what was that line? There's no more you, there's no more me. Like rivers, we, we converge in the infinite sea. In the infinite sea. I I like that. I like that. You know, uh your your music makes me think. Uh and um and it brought uh tears to my eye. We'll we'll talk about that uh in just a moment, actually. But I wanna make sure that we give out your website, Elon Nava. I'll spell that. I-L-A-N-N-A-V-A-H, ilanava.com. You can find out all about him and his music there. He's also on YouTube at Elon Nava. And uh, he's got a Bandcamp uh, webpage. You can go to Bandcamp.com. You go ilanava.bandcamp.com. Elon, uh, I first... uh, came to know you i think on facebook uh, and and calling you home i think was the video and i thought who is this and you brought tears to my eyes could you could you tell me where that song comes from for you calling you home sure yeah um that song the idea of calling you home is sort of like um that i mean i believe in one one source um even though we experience polarity here on this plane i believe uh, that god is love or the creator the goddess whatever you want to call it is love and uh that we all are sort of walking each other home back Mm. to the source um and i know that looks different for different people um you know for me it's like being in nature or uh playing music um coming back home to that present moment, to your heart, to love, to uh, peace and and oneness and unity consciousness. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, uh, the song got me, the video got me. Uh, We've posted it on our uh, Life Changes show page for Elon Nava. And of course, it's on YouTube, uh, Calling You Home. Thank you. Thank you for that moment. And, and there, there are so many experiences that you have had that, uh, as you've alluded to, uh, are, are reflected in your music. Uh, you, you can, are you comfortable sharing about how uh, you started to, um, how, how music changed? I know you've been doing it ever since you were a child, but music changed at a certain point for you and became something else. Yeah. Um, I was pretty, I would say, lost and confused at a certain point in my uh, early adult life. And I was working in a hospital and 
as a nurse and you know sometimes i felt more like a drug dealer for the pharmaceutical companies than a mm. than a nurse <laughs> and mm. i felt kind of stuck trapped by my student loans and my my contract and i prayed um for help and um at that moment my phone rang and it was a friend inviting me to an ayahuasca ceremony and um i didn't really know much about ayahuasca and i didn't know what to expect but something told me that it uh could help me so i went to the ceremony and uh, I had sort of a, I guess, what you could call a spiritual awakening and um, continued to work with uh, ayahuasca and peyote and um, other plant medicines uh, in a sacred, you know, container uh, with, with um, you know, shamans who uh, from South America. Um, and uh, I, like I said, began to have a spiritual awakening and these amazing songs just started to pour through me. Um, they felt like they were coming from a higher place. Um, and uh, I couldn't really even control when they came through me. And uh, the lyrics are, are, I would say, timeless. And they're uh, advice for me um, every time I play them or sing them. And uh, it's not really me preaching. It's more like uh, this divine message that I feel like I have to share. And, uh, you know, I receive messages from people all, all over the world that tell me how much my, my music touches them. And, um, you know, I'm, I may not be, you know, famous or... But, you know, just hearing, um, you know, people tell me that, you know, my music helped get them through a really difficult time uh, means the world to me. And I feel like it's a, a gift for me that I have to share. Well, thank you. I, and we're looking forward to the gift of you sharing another song with us. What will that be, Elon? Yeah, I'm going to play Calling You Home. Oh, you are? <laughs> okay. I had no idea. I had no idea. That's exciting. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. Okay. So... Here's uh, Elon Nava performing live online, calling you home on the Life Changes show. Fear and doubt are not necessary Cause everything you need you hold inside The wisdom and power of the truth Ever present in the light Of your heart, your mind, your soul It's all within you so you don't have to go Searching for what doesn't call you home I'm calling you, calling you, calling you home I'm calling you home I'm calling you home Calling you home, I'm calling you home. I'm calling you home, I'm calling you home. I'm calling you home, I'm calling you so simple If you allow it to be that simple You are everything that ever is and was Your essence is love Your essence is love Begin to feel that you belong And 
that there is no such thing as right or wrong You have no reason to walk alone I'm calling you, calling you, calling you home I'm calling you home, I'm calling you home I'm calling you home, I'm calling you home I'm calling you home, I'm calling you Stronger and stronger each day Harness this power, it is your own With patience and respect, it will all be shown Everything you've ever wanted to know I'm calling you, calling you, calling you home Thank you, Elon Nava, and thank you again to our interview guest, Dr. Mindy Howard. What a special show this has been on behalf of all of us to all of you who are celebrating happy 4th of July 2022. And on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our executive producer and co-host, Mark Leisure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as your life changes, as ours surely did tonight. We're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.